All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. And we have an exciting guest for you today. We have an exciting podcast for you today. But before we get into all of that, I want to give you sort of the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our hardships, our issues, our tribulations, and all of that in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. Now, you may be listening and you may be saying, but Dustin, why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, we all have stuff. We all have issues, hardships, lessons that that can even begin to accumulate and change the trajectory of our lives. And so SCAR is a safe place that we can come together, we can learn lessons, we can share hardships, issues, and trials in such a way that we can, in fact, begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. So that, my friend, is why you need to be plugged in and listening to SCAR. Now, with all of that being said, I am super excited to introduce my new friend, Mr. Mike Duffy, to the show. Please say hello, Mike. Dustin, it is an absolute and true pleasure to be spending time with you today. I completely believe in the cause that you're standing for. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for that. And and for those of you who don't know, Mike Duffy is the creator of the Happiness Hall of Fame. And so tell us a little bit about you, Mike. Well, I am the author of five books on happiness. I am the founder of the Happiness Hall of Fame, which includes some really amazing people like Muhammad Ali, Deepak Chopra, Steph Curry, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, Serena Williams, Derek Jeter, Tony Robbins, Taylor Swift, uh, and on and on. The Wounded Warrior Project. Wow. Uh, Make-A-Wish. So I honor people and organizations that make other people happy. Mike, how... How in the world did you get this idea and introduce these these types of, of people? Where did this come from, Mike? You know, about a decade ago, uh, because I'm a wealth manager, uh, I have to stick my head into the lion's mouth every day, all day long, all night long. I need to know what's going on with the world. And then thereby, I can position my client's portfolios appropriately. There's no escape for me. And I said, you know what? Everything, everything that I click on is negative. You know, even though the market, if you look at what's called a mountain chart, going back, you know, to 1900, when you, when you step back and you say, oh, look, it, it grows like a mountainside, right? Yeah. But it's the immediacy of the day that brings everybody down. Uh, and that's why most people don't invest in the market because they're afraid. Oh my gosh, this is happening, this is happening. But for the long-term investor, people that say, you know what, I don't need this money for 10, 20 years. I'm just going to let it ride. Right. You kind of have to think about that for your own life. So I said, you know what, the average person that's going onto their laptop is just inundated in a river of bad news. I need to be the antidote for that river of bad news. Why don't, instead of shining the light every day, day after day, year after year, 
on what's wrong with the world? Why don't we have a peaceful channel of what's going right with the world and show the folks that make things right and also the nonprofits that do the same? So that's where it came from. You know what? That That is amazing. You said something that was almost, um, well, it was brilliant to me. You And I want you to explain this a little more because I think there is a deeper theology here behind this one statement that I think we need to unpack a little bit. You said it's the immediacy of the day that brings us down. And that really stood out to me. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, so... No matter what industry you're in, probably most of your friends are going to be in that industry, right? And that's the case with me. I've been helping people grow their money for 30 years, right? So the people that I I mostly hang out with do the same thing. And what do we talk about? We talk about what could go wrong. We talk about, oh, we're going to go to war with this country or, or whatever it might be at that particular moment in time. And the thing is, if, if you are in that sound room where everything is just wrong, you have to step back. And the immediacy of the day, you have to understand that life is beautiful and life is worth living and that life is a gift. And if you let all of the bad news weigh you down, you won't reach your dreams. You see, God has put beautiful dreams into all of our heart. For anybody that can hear the sound of my voice right now, I want you to look inside of yourself. What of those dreams that you've been covering up? What are those dreams that you're too afraid to bring to the fore that you don't want to tell anybody about? Do you know that you can achieve those dreams? And that's why I started the Happiness Hall of Fame. I wanted to show people that everybody, and believe me, everybody in the hall is just an average person. Okay? Now, it could be Greg Allman who's in the hall, right, of the Allman brothers. But you have to understand that he was just a normal person Mm. that had a dream and made it come true. Or Jerry Rice, or the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant. Just ordinary people. And you can be like the folks in the hall. It just takes some courage and some faith. You know, that that is so true. And here's the deal, Mike. I think that we get we get so blinded by the distractions of day-to-day life that we forget this life is in fact but a vapor like like and 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 there's such a ceiling I think put on our life by our own worries, by our own anxieties, by our own struggles, even the media that surrounds us, even the way that we're raised, uh, the what people tell us impact um, how far we can go in this life. And once we realize that we can remove that lid that's 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 holding us it trapped from living out our dreams, that's so powerful. Now for you, you recognized this power of unleashing happiness in your life. In fact, writing five books on happiness. Uh, Mike, why? Happiness. Why is that your life right now? Why is that your mission? Well, look, this program that you started, and I congratulate you on doing this, yes. is to examine the trauma that we all face 
And death is a big trauma in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. As we get older, the more people are going to know that, that we're going to die, and it's going to have a profound effect on your life. Now, when I was 17 years old, I was a very happy kid. Within three months of my mother's cancer diagnosis, she had passed. And it left me very sad and, for the first time, in depression. So uh, money was tight. There was no money for a therapist. So I had to crawl and climb out of the muck and mire that I was stuck in. So I I decided, see, you have to make a decision that you will be happy. Happiness is a choice. And I remember the day I said, you know what? I am not going to let this depression keep me down. I am going to shake off the chains of this unhappiness. Mm. I'm going to start to research. I'm going to get a degree in psychology. I'm going to go to seminars. I am going to focus solely on happiness. Now, the thing was, there wasn't a lot of research back then. Right. right? Um, This was 1984. Do you know that positive psychology wasn't invented till 1999? Wow. So when I got my degree in psychology... It was just about how messed up we were. Oh my all the goodness. phobias, all the ways we do things wrong. There was no, there was no sunlight. That there was just no research. So, right. so you know, it was it was kind of hard to find it, but I found it. Yeah. And so I decided to, you know, I, I guess lecture on happiness at Stanford University and other universities. At uh, one o'clock today, there's a big real estate company. Uh, they're going to be talking about to talk to their employees, you know, about success and 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 how happiness can be a part of that. So it's if you want to be successful, and and who doesn't? Right. If you want to be happy, you can get there. And the, I believe, and science shows that the the greatest armament that you can have, the greatest accelerant that you can have to lead a successful life is to choose to be happy. And with that becomes a face that starts to beam. And when your face starts to beam, it's it's almost like uh, it, it's almost like in your backyard when you see the mosquitoes going for that blue yeah, light, man. right? It's an attraction. We are attracted to people who are happy. We want some of that energy. It's apparent. And that will lead to your success as well, Mike. Um, so this is this is all very powerful stuff. You're saying you're saying if you want to be successful, you can be. If you want to be happy, you can be. Now let me let me help you out here. That, all right, or or let me ask you a question. Um, so for many of us who who might be listening and say, "Man, I want that." Like I hear you, Mike. Like that that is a dream come true and I love that we're speaking to these big companies and and all of that, but my life is no is no Mr. Rogers. Like I I'm going through some real hard dirt here and some stuff. What are some practical tools that I could put to my life? right now in order to find this happiness that you're talking about because all I see is darkness. What do you say to that person listening right now? What I am most known for is my happiness formula. So what I'd like everybody who can hear the sound of my voice to do, either take out your phone, go to the notes app, or take out a piece of paper, and I'm going to say three letters that are going to change your life. My happiness formula is P plus P equals H. 
as a financial planner, I sit down with people. We see how much they owe, how much they have in assets, and how much they're going to need to retire. We come up with a plan. We put it in writing. What you're going to do right now is you're going to have your happiness plan. So let me tell you what those letters mean. The first P is purpose. One of the best-selling books of all time is The Purpose Driven Life. Oh, I love that book. Why do people... Why do people become drug addicts? It's because of trauma and they lose their purpose. They start to become adrift away from their purpose. All of us have purposes in life. We have multiple purposes. So when I sat down 10 years ago and I made this list, I wrote down my purposes. So one of the biggest purposes of my life, I'm married, is to be the greatest husband to my wife. Love that. Another purpose is to be a great father to my children. Another purpose to be a great financial advisor to my wonderful clients, right? So I write those three things down. Now, under the second P, the second P stands for progress. You must progress in life. You must learn, stretch, and grow to become your best self. Yes. You are not your best self right now, but you can be, and you yearn to be. So write down the steps that it's going to take. So for me, for Become a Great Husband, I learned a long time ago that it is much cheaper to hire a babysitter than it is a divorce attorney. Okay, <laughs> I knew I was only going to be married to one wonderful woman. I can't wait to celebrate Mother's Day this Sunday. Yes. I love her. I told my <laughs> wife that I love her so much that if she ever leaves me, I'm coming with her. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> love okay. that. So every Saturday night, I would hire the babysitter. I had a stable of babysitters, backup babysitters. And 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 I would say to, to Shannon, I would say to her, what restaurant do you want to go to? And what movie do you want to go to? Mm-hmm. Not me, you. Because Tony Robbins has an amazing quote and when I was chosen to present at uh, a class at Stanford University for the undergrads, they wanted me to talk about relationships. And uh, when I inducted Tony in the hall, I said to him, I am going to base this whole class on that one sentence you said. See your relationships as a place that you go to give and not a place that you go to take. Wow. That's what successful relationships are based on. Okay? And then for... Hold, hold on. Can, can, a great can, you, can you say that again? That is... that is. Sure. Say that again. We have a 50% divorce rate in this country. And a lot of that can be written down to selfishness. So, see your relationships as a place that you go to give. Mm. And not a place that you go to take. That's good. If you are constantly giving to your partner, why would they leave? Right? Right. Most people leave a relationship. They say, I can't take this person anymore. They're so selfish. It's always about them. Well, if you don't present that opportunity to make it all about you, the likelihood that they'll leave is very small. And all of us as human beings follow the law of reciprocity. Not all of us, but most of us. And the laws of reciprocity states, if you give to me, I have the urge to reciprocate and give back to you. That's good. So I don't fight with my wife. It's very rare that we fight. And it's only just a tiff. And the reason why 
It's because it takes two people to fight. Right. What is so important that I need to fight with my wife about? I love, I love her. I love her. I want her to succeed. Why would I want to bring discord into our relationship? Right? Right. So for become a great or, or be a great uh, father to my kids, I wrote, coach everything that they're in. I have coached everything, even sports that I don't like. Right. I, I have to confess I don't like soccer. But I coached soccer. Didn't want to do it. But I did it. Right. Right? Um, so so if you're listening now, again, it's P plus P equals H. Purpose plus progress equals happiness. One time I gave a talk and my insurance guy was there. Fantastic dude. Great guy. And he comes up to me very excited at the end. And he goes, I love what you said. And he goes, you know what? When I'm retired, I know how I'm going to be happy. And I said, how? He goes, I have decided that I am going to get a hammock by the beach. And I am going to drink rum drinks because (laughs) I won't be working anymore from sunup to sundown. And I said, hold on a second. No, no, no. Happiness is not becoming an alcoholic. There you go. You're talking about hedonic happiness, right? Which is is a selfish happiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, I preach eudaimonic happiness which is the feeling of happiness you get when you give to others. I love it. That's sustainable. I love that. And so I think it's I, I think we get so wrapped up in I I I me 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 and a lot and a large part of it is I think a rapid advancement of technology. I think a lot of it is everything at the push of a button society. I think we've grown. Uh, and, and I think a, a, another large part of it is uh, is greed in our, uh, uh, in our not just our, our countries, but our lifestyles. I think it's just a, um, uh, a plague that is um, rapidly taken over is this idea of how can I advance over where's our love for people and and you know we're starting to see this play out uh in uh, politically we're seeing this play out um spiritually we're seeing this play out in so many different aspects of life and i love this purpose plus progress equals happiness so my last this is this is a great follow up with uh, actually my last podcast i did about um just creating a plan, having a plan um, uh, for uh, whatever it is that you're that you're going for in this in this life, and I love this. What is your purpose? I tell people that my mission statement for my life is um, to help uh, teenagers and young adults overcome life's obstacles and become a better person, a better version of themselves. That is what. That is what I want to do. That is what I'm geared towards, and I feel like I was created uh, to do is to is to help these people. And I love putting a purpose to progress. How am I going to grow in that? How am I going to do that? What is going to help me maximize that purpose to the fullest of my potential? Then I'm living in an area of happiness. It, do I have that right? You know what I see in your life? What's that? I see amazing happiness. Mm. Because what, how, what you, every word that you're saying is correct. And what it reminds me of 
is one of my favorite high school guidance counselors, Brother Leo. Brother Leo was a, a, a tour de force of life. Yeah. He was, the, the love that he gave, I went to an all-boy Catholic high school in Queens, New York, and, uh, and Brother Leo was just an amazing human being. I went, he's from Maine, or he was from Maine, God rest his soul. And I found out after I graduated that his, his mom had passed away up in Maine. So I drove with, with some friends uh, all the way up to Maine to go to his mother's funeral. Uh, and Brother Leo would have some, some crazy stories. And there was his 90-year-old father. And Brother Leo had said that he grew up in a house with, with brothers, all football players. And as, as the youngest and the weakest, one time they made him eat the Christmas bulbs. Uh, and, and back in the day, Christmas bulbs were like little light bulbs. Yeah. And I said to his 90-year-old father, goes, that true? He goes, oh, yeah, I had to get a, a pliers and pull them out of the back of Leo's throat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but, but let me tell you something. Even though Leo has passed on, he is so well-remembered and loved. And while wow. he was here for his short time, everybody loved Wow. So I can tell you, Dustin, you are going to be surrounded and lifted up by love because of what your mission is. Mm. I absolutely adore it. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. And there's just nothing like uh, uh, living a, a life of purpose, realizing, um, you, you know, your, your calling and your plan for life. And the same for you. And and here's a big question that I that I have can, do you know of any examples? Do you have any examples? You've obviously uh, met a wide array of people. What can happiness do for me? How can happiness uh, change my, not just my outlook, Mike, but how can happiness change my outcome? Yeah. So, so here's the story. People avoid people who are negative and depressed. Period, end of story. If you are going to stay in a perpetual pity party, you will be in that pity party alone. There will be one guest and it'll be you, mm. okay? So right off the bat, in order for you to be successful, you need to be successful with other people. You need to attract and retain friends. If you want to see a funny TED Talk, my TED Talk is The Critical Importance of Friends on Your Happiness. It's nine minutes, and I made sure that people laughed because it's very easy or it's easier to digest information if you're laughing, right? So, so yeah. watch that. But the thing is, so number one, if you are positive, you will attract people. People will want to buy into your mission. So, Dustin, your mission statement is that you want to help teens and young adults, uh, you know, have a better life, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to need help with that. You can't do it alone, right? Right. So, so if you are this positive person, which you are, right? You're, yeah. you're a phenomenal person, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so you'll have more people buy into your mission and will take part, and because of that, you'll go further. Now, you're for nonprofit, but for other folks that maybe it's they want to start a coffee shop. Well, I can tell you in New York City, where I'm from, the culture growing up was there was a pizzeria, 
and numerous pizzerias in every neighborhood, right? And the most successful pizzerias had a smiling pizza man who listened to what was going on with your life and made you laugh, and you looked forward to going there. It was a cheap form of therapy, right? Right. And people that didn't have the owner at the front, and it was just, you know, workers that came and gone, minimum wage workers, uh, didn't do as well and usually went out of business. So regardless, in life, and, and let's say you're at the office, right? I'm, I'm hired all the time to turn around morale in, in corporations, you know, because uh, corporations will succeed or fail based on morale. If, right. if people don't want to work there anymore, they'll just leave. So, you know, you, you have to, and if you want to get promoted at work, you know, you have to be, you have to show your value. And you also have to problem solve. If you're miserable, it's going to be harder for you to dig yourself out of that misery and problem solve versus if you choose happiness and you use discipline to push whatever the problems are to the side, choose happiness and get on with the task. So in order to get to happiness, a couple of things have to happen here. Uh, Purpose and plus progress for the person that says all right mike like like this is a good word like i see the value in this i really really do but i'm just trying to get bills paid all right like i'm i'm just trying to uh uh get through this crazy uh thursday this crazy friday this crazy monday and just get off and go get my kids i got to get them fed i got to get them laid down i've got to i've got all of this stuff my husband uh he's just you 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 know uh on my last nerve mike all of this stuff i see the value but i don't see the purpose okay how how can i begin to find my purpose. How can I begin to start that process um, to finding happiness? Well, Helen Keller said that true happiness is not attained through self-gratification, but through fidelity to a worthy purpose. T.D. Jake said, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. Mm, For your passion will lead you right into your purpose. Now, Dr. Wayne Dyer had a profound effect on my life. And what he's most famous for is the line, change your thoughts, change your life. Love that. And Wayne said, when you stay on purpose and refuse to be discouraged by fear, you align with the infinite self in which all possibilities exist. Wow. And then he would say, he would say, now what does all possibilities exist leave out? <laughs> Nothing. Right. So I'm going to repeat that. When you stay on purpose and refuse to be discouraged by fear, which is, stands for false evidence appearing real, Yes. you align with the infinite self. Now that's a way to disguise the word God. Wow. In which all possibilities exist. Wow. In the good book. Let's go. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. All things. Who strengthens me. Yes, sir. Now, what does that leave out? Nothing. I can do all things. I can do all things. Through Christ. Yes. Not alone, but through Christ. Who strengthens me. Mm. 
You see, we are not alone. We are here for a purpose. There is a purpose to your life. And the thing is, you can align that purpose with Christ and you say, oh, I'm on my last nerve. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Stop. Breathe. Ask God to come into your life. Ask God to bless you. He will bless you. He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, it may not be in 30 seconds. It may not be the answer that you want, but he will supply all your needs. Wow. That's in writing. God is not a liar. So don't lean on yourself. Lean on God. And he will carry you through the tough times. If you don't believe in God, give it a shot. Yeah. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? I remember, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he's not around anymore. But uh, And I can't even remember his last name. But there was a famous bishop uh, in New York City. Oh, so colorful. So colorful. They gave him his own show on secular television. <laughs> and the name of the show was Life is Worth Living. And he said, I can't prove to you there's a God. But he goes, it's a great insurance policy for eternity. Wow. <laughs> right? Right. Isn't that, you know, let's say there isn't a God. Well, so be it. But let's say there is a God. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's an insurance policy I want to <laughs> pay a premium for. Would you, would you do me a favor right now? Would you just give the people, would you just give the people permission to be happy? I, let me explain why I say that. Listen, Mike, there... There are so many things, and I meet a lot of people that's got some very traumatic, horrific, some very hard, hard stories um, that will turn your view of humanity pretty savage. And it's, it's just not, it's just not good for us to live in that mindset and that hardship of you in life that way. And right now, from a man who has really, truly studied happiness, who has met all different types of, of, of personalities, so many stories, so many experiences, and you've seen the effects that happiness can have on a life, can you just give us, in part, I don't know, permission to just be happy. One of my favorite movies is What About Bob? I love that and movie. Bob is so consumed with self-doubt. Right? <laughs> Obviously, he's not a follower of the Lord. Right. right. That's another thing. So if you put your faith in Christ, you understand that he's going to be there for you when you need him. Right? Yeah, right. So that way you can just give up the world right, and just, just be a follower of God. And, and know that you're going to get through, not just in this life, but for eternity, right? And that's, look, that's a piece of peace that is so valuable. Yeah. Look, I have, I left the church when I was 18 years old. I was too good for it. Right. Why should I bother going to church, right? And then when you get older, when you see, so so my story is, you know, when, when the market crashed in 08, yeah. I had to come up with plan B. I had to see, you know what? I got, I got to, I got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and I got saved. I went to church and I got saved. And, um, and the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, but, um, in What About Bob, there is a scene where, uh, the psychologist, Richard Dreyfus gives him a prescription 
goes, I'm going to write you a prescription, Bob, because he's trying to get rid of him. And he goes, oh, you're going to, you know, what's on it? What kind of medicine? He goes, it's, I'm going to give you permission to take a vacation from your problems. Wow. And he looks at it, he goes, and he gets so excited. He goes, oh, so thank you. So anyone can hear the sound of my voice. I'm going to write you a prescription right now to take a vacation from your problems. Mm. Give them up. Send them on a vacation. Listen, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you're on the right side of the ground. You have an opportunity to make what's wrong right. You have an opportunity. You see, you are the author of the story of the rest of your life. Wow, that's huge. Make that story one of joy, one of happiness, one of success, one of triumph over obstacles that you are facing right now. I got goosebumps, Mike. <laughs> I got goosebumps, man. Like you, you have permission to lay down your problems. Like this whole... This whole idea of life is a decision. Like Jesus, like the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. I want to, I I often ask people, are you really living the life that Jesus died for? Like, are you living a life worthy of that calling? Like, like that's a big, that's a big deal. Like that's a, that's a big calling. And so, um, we have to make a decision. We have to make a choice. First of all, um, that, that, that we need God. Like we have to understand, we have to come to the end of ourself and say that we need God. We need a purpose. We need Jesus. We need his, his direction, his wisdom and his vision. And, and all of that is going to come with its own set of problems. But we often let that word fear that you talked about get in the way. We look at fear as F-E-A-R, forget everything and run. We look at fear like that instead of, uh, what was yours? What was your... It's false evidence appearing real. Yeah. What I'm going to... What I'm going to do right now, because a lot of people are afraid of the Bible because they're like, oh, I don't want any governance over my life. I don't want to have to be this person. But what I can tell you is that the Bible is a source of strength. Yes. So when it comes to fear, here's my here's my power verse. And I would encourage everybody to write their power verses. There are some verses that you will hear that just have no effect on you. And then there are some verses that you will hear. You're like, I got to write that down. I got to put that in my notes app and I got to live on these. So, you know, this is, I, this is one of my power verses and it has to do with fear. It's Isaiah 41, 10. Do not fear for I am with you. Mm. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes. Yes, that is so, so powerful. That is so, so good. I love the words of Isaiah. And, and you know, again in Isaiah, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. God says, for I am doing a new thing. And... For, for I am doing a new thing. And I just, right now, Mike has given us permission. Look, look, guys, we have come this far. And what we've done is not working. What, what we've seen may not have accomplished the goals that we would like. 
that we set as a young child that we wanted to experience and that we wanted to be part of. And maybe, maybe life has kind of gotten out of control for us. But what other, what other options do we have? Just give it a try. Give this thing called life, abundant life, a try. And let's, and let's give Jesus um, a front seat, uh, a, a passenger seat. And let's give Jesus the steering wheel, all right? And just, and just give this a try. And uh, because what, what a lot of us are doing in this life is not working. Mike, I'm just so blessed by you. Like, I, I just I just want to come to California and just hang, man. Like, but, uh, but, yeah. Where are you at, by the way? I am in Dothan, Alabama. I'm actually in a small town right outside of Dothan. And so, um, so, yeah, you have given us a lot of truth, a lot of good nuggets. Do me a favor and tell our audience where and how we can find out more about you, more about happiness, and about what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I'm going to give out three websites. The first one is MikeDuffySpeaks.com. And, uh, you know, if you if you want me to come speak at, uh, virtually or, you know, in person, I've been vaccinated. I'm ready to go. I'm going to Disneyland on the 14th. All I'm right. So excited. Um, the other one is happinesshalloffame.com. And there you can see all the folks that are in the hall. But more importantly, I've got wonderful videos at Stanford University when they've come out throughout the years to give their acceptance speech. Um, and the last one, if you've got questions on wealth management, happinesswealthmanagement.com. Wow. Well, that is excellent, and I'm telling you guys, you want to find out more um, about Mike because this whole idea of happiness, I know, comes, it's almost like taboo um, to a lot of us because we're just so used to being uh, so blind by the everyday moment-to-moment struggle of life that we forget that we're called to so much more. Purpose plus progress equals happiness. Any final words for our listeners, Mike? I would just want to let everybody know that our brain is a computer, and what you put in is what you get out. So what does that mean? That means when you're in your car, I want you to listen to happy music. You know what I've been listening to? What's that? There is uh, Disney Classics. It's four hours and 15 minutes. I know it's on Apple Music. Download that and drive around. And, you know, skip the songs you don't like because there's a lot of stuff that I personally don't like. But it'll bring you back to your childhood, and it'll set you up for success for that day. But 50s music, science has shown, is the happiest music and also most classical music. Don't watch the murder shows. You know that guy that says murder? Yes. Don't listen to that guy. You okay. Stuff, okay. <laughs> watch comedies. Watch uplifting things that inspires you, and that will help you have a happier life when you input good stuff into your head. I love that. In other words, don't be conformed by the image of this world, but instead by the renewing of our minds. And and so I I love that. My final thought uh, for today is a quote that you gave us. See your relationships as a place you can give, not as just a place you can take. 
Mike, if you will hold on for just one minute. As for our listeners, we will see you in the next couple of days.